Act now, and you too could be a suave, cool Casanova. Call one eight hundred. Welcome to Superhouse, episode eighty-six. Everybody, this is Andrew, as always, and I'm joined by Johnson. <laughs> and I'm also joined by Maddie. Oh hi. And Stefan. This is Stefan. Okay, so this week we're gonna we're gonna have a return of the futurism segment, and then we're gonna go into the news, and basically that's it. So Johnson's here with us for just a little bit. So uh, Johnson had wanted to tell us a little bit about his experience with Bitcoin, actually. Um, so Johnson, what what the fuck is going on with that shit? Uh, well, actually, I didn't want to say anything because I don't have any actual experience. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for putting me on the fucking spot. <laughs> you have, but you've done at least some some. You've done something with that, right? I've done some research. That's all I've been doing. Uh, well, I'm getting my my Bitcoin wallet set up. Which, by the way, in case your viewers don't know, you have to download shit tons of blockchain data. You have to. I had to download 122 gigs worth of blockchain data. And what does that? What does that do for yeah. you exactly? Okay. Well, the thing is, okay, Bitcoin doesn't exist. It's not anything really. So it's a, you know cryptocurrency, which means you know uh, uh, what sort of fucking crypto code basically. So what it is is it's decentralized, which means there's not one server that has all the Bitcoin data. And by the way, there's like 50 different types of Bitcoin. I just use Bitcoin as the overall, well, cryptocurrency is the overall. For the, for the listener, a cryptocurrency is a digital asset designed to work as a medium of exchange using cryptography to secure the transactions and control the creation of additional units of- Wow, well, bro, did you memorize that? <laughs> I did. No. I'm trying to back Johnson up here just in case we run into any kind of terminology that might be a little confusing to the general listener. Well, that's Got good. That's, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like I said, so right. So you have to that. that so the, the what makes the asset valuable is that it has, it's decentralized, all the data. So that means there's not one server where all the information sits. It's on literally thousands and thousands of different servers and even hard drives, which if you want to participate in Bitcoin, you have to download the all the, the transaction data, which I guess I'm not sure if you, it, it must be just a portion of it, but the portion I had to download was 122 gigs of fucking transactional data. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, yeah, so so it's it's the blockchain so all these yeah. things communicate with each other so if there's a new transaction or if somebody goes and checks a transaction like a thousand different computers will confirm with one another so as far as anybody knows it's kind of hacker proof for the listener like, the blo- sorry for the listener the, no. a, blo- a blockchain is a public ledger that records bitcoin transactions so it's all the information of how the currency works and how it is. So everybody that is participating in Bitcoin has a blockchain <laughs> Bitcoin on their on their hard drive somewhere. Yeah, you have yeah. Tra- transactional data. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. And uh, that is basically what makes it valuable. And also just the, you know, what people pay for it in the beginning. So, you know, you pay for it, you have a virtual gold, basically, I guess is the best way to think about it. But uh, so uh, what I was looking into, what me and Andrew would talked a bit about was uh, I was looking at Bitcoin mining and apparently it's, it, it's a bit simpler than I thought it was. I thought it was, uh, you know, big crazy thing, but the, all it is, all it really, all you need, you just need some serious GPU processing power. And then you can hook up with uh, one of these uh, mining pool. There, there's a service like NiceHash, which like it will automatically set you up. It'll automatically uh, hash whichever coin is most profitable at the time. So, so what you're actually doing when you're mining, you're kind of lending out your processing power to crunch transactional data. So it's basically like you hire out your little robot. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, it it just uh, sits and it makes money for you. So, um, but the thing is, you have to balance out uh, your initial cost of the hardware. Are you going to recoup that? And then also your internet and uh, electricity, because you're going to be running this thing like twenty four seven. You know, and a lot of these sites have these calculators, which you can sort of predict with you know if you have this unit running 24 7 it could possibly you know in ideal conditions give you this month much a month i don't know how true they are i have no idea i'm thinking about maybe going there's some like uh bitcoin mining groups i might go and talk to some of those guys and see what the real deal is because i'm a total novice at this but uh, there are hobby miners, and then there are some people who are setting up like some serious mining operations where they have like a warehouse full of these rigs that are just Holy running. Shit. These people yeah. are getting rich off of this shit, or what? Apparently, yeah. <laughs> That's the main question here. <laughs> yes. My brother invested like three hundred dollars <throat> at wow. some time some time ago, and then now he has something like five thousand dollars in in. A few a month, really months time. So, yeah, well, see, that's God what damn. that's what one coin is worth right now. Now, Bitcoin, that's the thing. If you bought it back when it first started in like yeah. 2010 or whatever, yeah. you could have bought it for a few cents. You could have bought a Bitcoin for like 20 cents. Now, that single Bitcoin is worth five grand. So imagine the multiplication on that for somebody who bought like you know a thousand dollars worth of bitcoin back in the day and then there's services that translate that in actual regular cash yeah yeah you you have to you sell it on these certain sites and you can sell it for cash or there are a lot of companies now that are that accept bitcoin so you can literally buy physical products or you can buy services with bitcoins without skipping you know trading it into dollars um yeah, so I mean, it, it's it's a it's a thing. People value it, and currently, it's just gone up and up and up and up and up. And uh, there's no sign of it turning down. Now, if you bought a whole bunch of it, I would keep my eye 
on the car on the chart and if that thing looks like it's starting to go down i would sell out but uh yeah yeah i think people are looking at it more like a stock more than a currency that's what but it seems like use it like a currency yeah yeah i have a japanese friend that um he studies this i need to get you in touch with him man he's a programmer in tokyo and he knows the ins and outs of it i don't know why i haven't done that before but uh yeah we'll start a chat later on that Damn, i'm gonna try to get into this too man because this is like a pretty good form of passive income i think yeah i mean if 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 the what I see on these calculators, if they are anywhere near reality, I mean, it seems like, you know, you, after the initial investment, after you recoup, it seems like it's a pretty decent way to, yeah, just fucking have some money coming in for doing fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the best way? Exactly. That's the goddamn American dream. Oh, I mean, that's how rich people stay rich, man. That their passive income. Yeah, they ain't, they ain't out there doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they are, but they're just facilitating more means of residual income, you know, of investments yeah. and. Yeah, yeah. I like the I like the idea of it being some kind of mining, kind of that. Yeah, is enticing yeah. to me. What What are the rigs? You said like a lot of GPU power. Yeah. No. See, Do you have now, to have your own <laughs> servers and. No, 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 no. See, see, there's two options. You can do your own DIY one that some people uh, have done, and literally, you just get graphics cards. You can buy like however many you want, but some, you uh, know, I've seen people have like ten of them or whatever. You, uh, you hook them up to, you know, how, however, however many you can set up in a motherboard. There are also uh, there's these pieces where you can add more graphic card slots to a motherboard mm-hmm. and then you have a power supply and you just leave that shit running but yeah. there are these other units that you can buy they're mainly coming out of china they're like <laughs> these compressed units and they're literally they're just straight up mining units yeah do they just run through code or something until they find um evidences of these transactions and piece them uh, together or or how does that work do you know from what i understand um, I, which I don't understand at all. There's, there's something uh, that somehow the machine, yeah, the machine is um, right. Somehow it it gets the it kind of uh, I don't know. I guess you could think of it like it, it bids for the job and it 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 crunches the data and right, it, right. Yeah, and apparently, I mean, it, you know, I mean, people are trading Bitcoin all day and night, you know, 24-7, yeah. so there's a lot of shit to be crunched. And also, yeah. I think the other thing is uh, them updating other servers and then also just cross-checking within the blockchain to make sure everything's consistent, make sure there's no nobody trying to falsify data. I think, I don't quote me on it, I'm not an expert on okay. this shit. Uh-huh. So, Nerds, you know, fucking get off my back. (laughs) (laughs) We're just learning about it. This is, you know, a little bit more than me. Now I know a little bit more than the guy who doesn't know anything about it. So, right, right, right. right. So we're going to be rich. 
Get it on the ground floor, guys. The ground well, we're floor. Now, we're, now, we're actually quite late, but you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> is it is it difficult to create your own cryptocurrency? That's what I want to know. Uh, I have no clue, but you can look. There's like Probably, fifty yeah. different ones. There's even one called Dog Dog Coin. <laughs> oh, really? And it has the dog. <laughs> oh my God! It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> don't they don't know who invented bitcoin right it's a mystery oh my I, god I, I guess i don't know i've heard that it's like it was made by some genius programmer and just thrown out into the sea of the internet well last i heard they believed it was some japanese guy named satoshi but apparently that was a big hoax yeah yeah um I'm maybe looking. we have to we have to look into this but it's it's that that's incredible if it's just some random dude or some girl. I mean, some, some group. <clears throat> yeah. Google must know, and they must be hiding it. Possibly, but then again, why would they hide it? I don't know. There's a Google, conspiracy. All kinds of weird shit, all right, this is kind of short. This says ownership. <laughs> oh, wait, never mind. <laughs> That's ownership, oh, yeah. ownership of Bitcoins. <laughs> not not found it, not the founder, not the... Yeah, uh, my, my bad. Sorry lead, lead programmer or something like that. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean... Double check my. Wait, you found out who? who... No, I didn't. <laughs> I thought ownership oh. was ownership of the actual thing, but I'm currently looking, so sorry about that. Well, nobody That's... owns it. That's the thing. It's it's totally decent. Or like, yeah, or like who who created it? What we we're saying. I have yeah. seen stores in LA that said we accept Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. I have yeah. totally seen it. It's not not everybody. It's only like one percent of the stores I've seen, but I've seen it. Well, there's loads of e-commerce that do it. I mean, you can really. Yeah. First time I ever heard of it was the Stephen Colbert back when they had the Colbert rapport and it was a he was reporting on it and basically making fun of it for the most part because oh, sure. it was yeah. it was just such a wild idea at the time and yeah. now it's it's man it's going to become just bigger and bigger probably <sighs> Yeah I mean I I it's ideally it's a cool thing. I mean, like it's currency that that banks don't own, basically. I mean that that's Yeah, awesome. right. Hopefully it keeps going. I mean, you know, knowing banks and shit, the minute they get threatened then somebody's some government's gonna come shut it down, you know. Right. <laughs> it's really some hacker shit what's going on here. But it's it's but that's the whole thing with the blockchain. It's meant to be hacker proof. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's yeah. It says that. it's accredited to Satoshi Nakamoto. But yeah. There's also there's also kind of like a widely accepted idea that that's multiple people using that alias, yeah. possibly possibly some kind of group of programmers that invented it or or a community of programmers that worked on it or whatever. Yeah. Um. Crazy. Cool, bro. Anybody else got to say anything about this segment? That Please, much... do we do we accept Bitcoin? <laughs> yeah, we accept yeah. Bitcoin. We we definitely do. Just send us a message. We'll get we'll yeah. give you the Dropbox for that shit. Go if you're itching, <laughs> trying to send us your Bitcoin, just go ahead and shoot us an email, and we'll get back to you right away. That's Don't kind even... of the, uh, a Bitcoin uh, like GoFundMe kind of site. Fuck yeah. Cool. Connect Bitcoin with Patreon. Shit, we need to do that. They must. Yeah. That must be a thing. Yeah. 
Get Kim.com investing in the podcast. I bet he's got Bitcoin up his ass. <laughs> and Tila Tequila. Tila Tequila. That's my girl right there. <laughs> okay. Johnson, I, I guess it's going to do it for the Bitcoin segment. Thank you for your uh, report. Yeah. Once again, nerds, leave me the hell alone. I don't know for sure. I did like <laughs> a night of research. This is his personal research. This isn't the say all, end all, be all type of thing here. Okay, guys. It is law. It is <laughs> our, our Bitcoin expert, everybody. It's senior Bitcoin correspondent Johnson reporting. <laughs> also, senior Superhouse financial advisor. Yeah, right. <laughs> Buy loads of graphics cards. Go to Bitcoin.com. Oh man, that's so good. <laughs> Okay, man. Um, I guess it's getting late there for you. Uh, I can hang on a minute. Oh, you can. Cool. All you're right. Trying to get rid of me for some reason. No, I'm just trying to, you know, um, be We're courteous and whatnot. Now that we've uh, stolen all of your Bitcoin knowledge, <laughs> we don't need you anymore. <laughs> Where did my virtual gold coins go? <laughs> Make them like sonic rings. Yeah, I'm looking at these. Why Why is it there not one that's like Mario coins or something? There totally should be. That'd yeah, be amazing. It's not. All right, let's head to the news segment. Okay, so I want to start off with um, one thing I didn't send you guys just to maybe get your reactions i don't know what uh how you'll respond to this but i just want to talk about the here's some facts about the uh worst box office we've had in 25 years okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> one cinema stocks actually going down getting knocked down a bit just uh, cinema uh, me- meaning the uh actual movie theaters um some are going out of business just because of fucking how bad the box office slump has been uh, the Hitman's Bodyguard this past this weekend, Labor Day weekend, is the worst since the 1990s. <laughs> <laughs> Fact number three: The Big Sick was the only indie winner at the summer box office this wow. summer. <clears throat> and then uh, also Labor Day weekend related. This is the last fact. Summer 2017 closes out with the worst Labor Day weekend in 17 years. Damn. Yeah. It's yeah. bad, bro. Talk about bold statements. <laughs> so makes sense. What so question here, topic for this little thing for for this segment is why do you think that is? Why is it so low? Movies suck. Is that really what it boils down to? But movie there's always been bad movies. They're just worse than usual or what? Maybe it's an abundance of like lackluster films coming out all at once there's a lack of inspiration maybe i don't know okay shit movies also nine dollar popcorn yeah (laughs) agreed that's that's true maddie uh i mean i think it's a lot of shitty movies i also think like you have any kind of indie film that you want to see mostly you can like pull it up on your psn and just watch it so Mm -hmm. why the fuck wouldn't you just do that Yeah. yeah so like in most of the big summer movies like I don't know. There's like no big spectacle anymore. Like, dude, don't get me wrong. I'll fucking go see a comic book movie every time a fucking comic book movie comes out. But it's like, when's the last time you saw something like, like I don't know, like a like something like really big, you know? 
I don't know, man. I just don't feel like it's it's not there anymore. Uh, honestly, I'd much rather just pay for the movie and watch it at home. Uh, I also think uh, I'm also Sound with Johnson. Is better. Your seat is better. The food is cheaper. Um, yeah, I, I'm also with Johnson on fucking like let's bring that concession down because uh, then oh, you probably get more people there. Uh, what else was I fucking gonna say? I don't know. Like, ah, fuck it, man. I don't know. It's just like <laughs> shitty movies, man. I've seen so much. Like, I mean, there's been some good stuff that I've seen this year that I really enjoyed and I'm glad I saw in the theater, but for the most part, man, like I don't even want to go, you know, yeah, to the theater. Uh, you know, I don't know. Man. I have a, I have like a, this is tinfoil hat time. Okay. Stefan, you'll like this. Um, <clears throat> this is a little conspiracy theory, but I, I wonder are people being conditioned to just see superhero movies now, like it's, <laughs> like if anything else comes out, people are like, eh, catch it when, when it comes out on rental, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like nobody. I feel like right now it feels like everybody in the fucking world is waiting on Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. And then and then since Spider Man Homecoming, and in between that, fuck it. You know what I mean? No, nah, it, it, it's coming oh, that, out. People that's are true. excited the, about that, when, man. That, that. Actually, that's true, Maddie. The the box office predictions for that are really, really good. Um, what does that mean? It's going to get us out of the slump, I think, a little bit there. What does that even mean in like the one of the worst years or whatever? Um, just o- overall, people went to the movies more. Uh, this uh, just okay. So there were big hits. One Woman, huge, huge, mega hit. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the usual like Despicable Me made a shitload of money. That third one, um, there was some other shit I can't remember right now, but there there were hits. But yeah. overall, when you calculate all the movies that came out, uh, all the indies, all the the ones in between indie and superhero movies, mm-hmm. um, it's just low, low yeah. overall. I um, think what, I think so. it's a clear evidence of like you know like these theater companies these theater corporations are kind of out of touch with what the audience uh, the audience's needs are for that type of experience because the companies that are making these films and products can can cut out that middleman pretty much and get it right to you they don't care if you watch it in a theater or if it's on your big screen tv it'll probably be better at home and so they the theaters try and make it more of like a ride or an experience um, to be out, so that's why you only go and see the 3D fucking Guardians of the Galaxy or whatever, you know. What I mean, that's why you shell out to go see the IMAX Dunkirk. You know, for all intents and purposes, Dunkirk is just a war movie. It doesn't need to be seen at the IMAX. Other than, well, I mean, I guess because it was shot that way. But you know, I mean, for example, it's it could just be a great war film had it not been shot on IMAX, and you could have watched it at home. You know, what I mean, like there's certain aspects of that market that are presenting themselves to be like. We kind of don't even need movie theaters anymore in a lot of ways, you know what I mean? Other than just the experience of like, oh, that was such a great film, you know? But I feel like movies don't 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 kind of like, they don't mean as much to the general public anymore with as much media as we're inundated and the accessibility of that media um, is, you know, it's like if you can get a whole album for 10 bucks off of iTunes, you're not going to go to the fucking store and pay the... 13 or 15 bucks it is to have the physical copy. Some Probably Netflix that. has a lot to do with this too. Yeah. They're producing it's convenience, you know. Net, I mean, if you see Netflix original programming 9 times out of 10, that's going to be a good time at your home. Mm-hmm. And a lot mm-hmm. like there's been so many bad 
movies to come out or at least mediocre and then yeah you have to nothing go out was really that, like that so being terrible like i almost wish something was so bad that everybody's talking about it but it's just like everything was just really mundane yeah and- i'm kind of old school in the sense that i still like going to the theater but i'm also guilty of like i feel like in the 90s i would have probably gone when i was a kid i probably would have gone to see the big sick in the theater you know yeah. but i yeah. did i totally did not see that i haven't seen that movie yet Times are different, man. Like yeah. an Apatow movie. I went to every Apatow <clears throat> movie. Had to see it in the theaters because it was so like, right. it was so great, so funny or whatever. And it had a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes too. Mm-hmm. But just, now like I'm like, I'll watch that when they fucking put it on Netflix. Which is what everybody did. And yeah. at, at least it was the sole indie winner. At least it made some money. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's just even, I, I find it interesting. Even, and I wonder if super. it's a combination of superhero movies and Rotten Tomatoes that are changing the landscape and Netflix, I guess it's like these three major things changing the landscape of, of, of what, what do you call it? Movie going habits. Mm-hmm. It's watering down the, 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 the experience is completely watered down by now. If not a fucking pool of only water. Right. I think they've you also got us it. for years and people are finally sick of like every other movie being shit and shitty overpriced popcorn and soda and i and like these kids these new kids today they're fucking psychopaths they just watch people play video games <laughs> dead eyed fucking creeps dude every time most of them are just alone staring at the fucking screen like a dead eye fucking I don't think that's, that's Johnson, you are the super house drunk uncle, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh my god, that shit's hilarious. Staring at their goddamn screens and shit. The things that entertained us definitely don't entertain younger generations the way that they entertained us. It's totally different for sure. Like when you're talking about the video game, like watching video games over, well, like somebody else I play. Mean, I, I was, didn't even I couldn't even believe that was true when I saw the South Park episode about it. I didn't even know that. I didn't even know PewDiePie. I didn't. I had, it took me like a week after I saw that episode to figure out who the fuck PewDiePie was. Yeah. So I was was the one that yeah, told I me thought, about all that shit. I thought people would watch someone play a game they played and they like, and they watch. Okay, here's a guy that's really good at it and he's funny. But no, they're just straight up watching this guy play a game <laughs> and like, talk they don't about give shit. Talk about the game, like yeah. 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 You, yeah. YouTube. The the YouTube generation is like a whole different beast. But I mean, when I was a kid, I used to watch my brother play video games all the time. I didn't need an yeah, active, but I, mean, I didn't need an active role in it, but it was kind of engaging. But I guess yeah, my I had friends that would like to watch me play but i was never the one that like i always wanted but to it's not like it. you're it's not like you're fucking hanging out with pewdiepie yeah, it's different when it's two people yeah. your brother. right yeah, right right you know it is i mean i don't i don't know i think you know <laughs> getting older <laughs> oh also just long. the movies suck that's i wanted to read yeah yo, it's yeah. Up totally <laughs> But I mean, are there just more bad movies now than before? I mean, oh, did, weren't the '90s known for having a lot of bad movies? Well, we remember only the action and Matrix and yeah. shit, but there was a lot of bad ones. No, you don't have these like, movies. They're like the same damn movie, just repeating. Yeah, that's what I've been saying for years. They might as well. The next one might as well just be called Movie. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Right. Well, it could be like dragon movie and then superhero movie. Right, right, movie, yeah. You know. It's just like <laughs> it's like yeah, that. But the thing, the super, but the thing is, the super the superhero movie is the only ones making money though. So people yeah. obviously their wallets aren't showing that 
people are tired of those movies yet. Because you know you're going to get that spectacle. You yeah. just know it. You know it. You know, even Thor Ragnarok is going to be well, short. It's like, cool, I can fucking make it to, you know, I can make it to my my job at nine or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, those guys have an established movie. audience, so that's probably why the superhero ones are still doing good. But everything else is like, also, yeah. just nothing's funny. Fucking comedy so, like, fucking desaturated at this point. Like, it's com- comedies are dead. Also, I would like to, I think that, like, the Mar- even the Marvel Cinematic Universe, that, that's like a big TV show. They're all episodes yeah, yeah. of the same TV that's show. That's the thing, is, is TV is becoming movies now, is right. becoming what we went to, yeah. to the cinema for. Now it's just like, now that's why everybody's trying to create these overarching universes with, you know, every fucking character from the past or whatever, re- rehashing things. Um, it's like Game of but, Thrones. That's one episode now is 70, 80 minutes. A Marvel movie is 100, 120, not much longer. Yeah. I mean, I may be changing it slightly, yeah. but I, I don't like when people say all the Marvel movies are the same. Well, yeah, kind of, because they're the same TV show. And I'm, right. saying that's, I'm saying that's a good thing. I actually enjoy that. Yeah. And that's kind of where we're at now. We're, <clears throat> we're, we're in deeper to this like serialized um, aspect of storytelling because superhero shows back in the day, like Hulk and stuff, there's a fair amount of like suspension of disbelief to get you to be really into that, you know, and you're young and that's the best it, it, it has ever been. But now we're in the, this age where that's the best it's ever been in terms of effects and costuming and casting and storytelling or whatever. But you know, we don't like, you don't really go to watch like singular films that are like an expression of a director or anything like that. You know, you don't, we don't watch as many of these enclosed stories. Right, as, right, 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 know, right. A lot of times it's like serial based. So, yeah, you know, I think like you can't, you can't do that at the movies because it becomes so expensive. And you're like, man, this show I've been watching all week is 10 times better than this fucking movie I spent $40 on the entire experience to be here. And for what? You know what I mean? And that's why those big movies are like you got to get the 3D glasses, you got to fucking get the IMAX version, you got to do this, you got to do that. And they were saying this back in fucking 2001 after Avatar came out. When did Avatar come out? 2009. <laughs> 2009. <laughs> you know, they're saying this is going to change everything. And like the movies, you know, they were talking about the inflation of ticket prices and stuff. It's going to be like you're going to be $60 a ticket to enter into the fucking theater and it's going to be this whole futuristic expensive experience you get into like i don't need recliners and fucking somebody taking my order while i'm watching the movie whoa, i just whoa, need whoa, a good whoa, movie whoa. i'm not saying it's bad i'm not saying Those it's bad nice i don't need food while i watch a movie i'm not saying it's bad but i always i'm always like inclined to fucking fall asleep in those recliners but anyway it's not that i don't like i don't need it but it's nice i'm not saying it's not nice it's not cool it's not great it's not you know it's pampering you and everything but it would be also nice to get your money's worth in terms of the film you're going to see. And it's just always been like, eh, you got to like convince yourself you like, you liked it enough that for the ticket price. That's why I walked out of Kong. I was just like, I only paid seven bucks for this. Like, peace out. This is bullshit. <laughs> you know, it's the ride aspect. When those Avatar 5, 4, 5, and 6, it's going to be like, ooh, ah, ooh. everybody's going to be dumbfounded by the fucking technology and the experience of it all dude he's that's gonna be uh there's gonna be new technology coming out for yeah. those movies where it's no yeah. glasses 3d yeah it's We're gonna be a big ds screen kind of yeah like stereoscopic kind of dealio 
Which is fine. I mean, they had yeah. 3D back in fucking like the 80s a little bit. They tried it with Jason 3 or whatever. Like, yeah. it's not a new thing. It's just the technology is getting better. Yeah. I think if it's likely like that you put on your, you put your <clears throat> VR headset on. No, this is a stupid idea. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I was trying to think like like there'll be like VR at some point that's just like I'm going to the movie theater and then you're you know like well for like, like a 3D like, well, I mean, VR it would be possible yeah it would be possible but whether or not it's a good idea I can't say mm. I'm not Einstein I'm just a guy <laughs> I I just want to say I was, oh go ahead Johnson no go ahead. oh I was just gonna say too that like a lot of these films that we think are good like. The Big Sick is probably great. I haven't seen it, but some places don't get these movies. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you guys, like we live in places where, like, I mean, there's some stuff that you get to see in LA that I won't get to see. You know, like it won't come here. Two Girls, One Cup. Um, and stuff. So, <laughs> uh, just, um, uh, yeah, okay, I'm done. Quite. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was trying to add. That's one of the cool things about living in LA is like when you see that trailer on TV, like in selected cities, it's like, that's me. That's my city. <laughs> that's me. It used to not be me, but it's me now. <laughs> yeah, uh, I haven't, I was thinking about today. I haven't gone to a movie that I really like dude. blown me with. I really loved Guardians <laughs> 2 came really close. It's okay. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, thanks for talking about that. Oh, go ahead, Johnson. Oh, uh, yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, this year has been dismal for movies. There's been some good stuff, but I don't know. It, yeah, I, I can, I, when I see that news that it's been a bad box office, I can kind of understand because I'll go to the movies like every weekend if there's something good out. But I think the last thing that I saw in the theater was like Spider-Man Homecoming, maybe. It's been a oh, while, yeah. man. Yeah, but when was the last time you saw like a really good movie, like a movie like you would watch? Five years from now. <laughs> get out. This past February. Get out was so good. Oh, okay. A, right. a cure for wellness. I think that's one I want to revisit. So mm. I mean a lot of there are good films that come out. People just don't go fucking see them. Also, I'd say Col colossal too. I, I think it's like a lot of rotten tomatoes and just like a lot of reviewers posting up these like negative reviews before, you know, if they're not really into it. I'm not saying that some of these aren't justified reviews, but like uh. You know, like I thought a cure for wellness was something original I hadn't seen before. It mixes horror movie genres, which you don't see a lot of. Um, and the way the twist turns, it kind of turns into two, a kind of weird kind of horror film that I was like, oh shit, like they don't make this kind of horror film anymore. This is kind of cool, which a lot of critics panned it. And I was like, this movie, I mean, I think it got mediocre reviews. It was like kind of middle of the road. But it's yeah. like that's good. Life came out. It was a cla it was a cool B movie. I think it ended up getting like a seventy something percent on Rotten Tomatoes. But it was good. The script was the script was solid. It set you up at like it was a very easy concept, but it was fun because you don't see that movie a lot, you know. Yeah. But no one went and saw those movies. Right. You know? Well, it's and it's like Johnson. I'd also say the latest Planet of the Apes is really fucking good. Oh yeah, it's good. Yeah, they're uh, doing yeah, it. Yeah. And I didn't even see that. But uh, yeah, but no, Maddie, you bring up another thing. It's like it's not even the not even the audience. You have to think even like the producers are going at um, such a safe route now. Oh like, yeah, they're not taking any kind of risk really. But you should see a cure for wellness. <laughs> that yeah, movie's okay. fucking. That movie's fucking weird, dude. Like, yeah. Gore Verbinski was like, "Fuck everything. I'm tired of doing fucking pirates movies. Check <laughs> this shit out." And it's like. <laughs> 
you know, it's like, I mean, I know Ring was a remake he did, but I think, you know, like the last thing I saw him do where he really like pushed like what you could see in a theater with a big budget. It's like yeah. a cure for wellness is like, how fucked it's like, I don't know. Cure for wellness is like, Hey, you know, that show twin peaks. Like what if I made twin peaks or <laughs> something similar that was just like very strange and very weird. Yeah, you know, yeah. like I would say, like if you saw one of those between life, I would definitely see a cure for wellness because it definitely takes a lot of twists and turns. It's very weird. It's like, I don't know, man, it's been a while since I've seen anything that weird. It kind of reminded me of like a lot of nineties films, like things that didn't do well, but are now cult classics and people fucking love them. Oh, cool. You know, cool. it's like, you know, I, I watch all these movies that like, I'm sure when they came out were like fucking terrible when people saw them like in the eighties or like early nineties. But now people are just eating that shit up. It's a cult classic. Hmm. You know, it's like it's making more money than it ever did in the theater, you know? Yeah, right. right. And I mean, I think I think we're seeing I think a cure for wellness is gonna be a fucking cult classic. I think life will be a cult classic in years to come. Even with Dark Tower with its fucking terrible reviews, I think it will become a cult classic in like ten years. People will look back and be like, That's a weird fucking movie, man. I can't even believe they made that back in twenty seventeen. Like that's crazy, <laughs> you know. I just, you know, some of this stuff just isn't, people aren't ready for it. And I mean, that's happened time and time again. Like even when we were in college, we were seeing stuff that had just come out like, you know, towards the end of the nineties or something that got panned at the box office. People said, this isn't worth your time. It's like Mallrats. People fucking hated that movie. But there was like a, like, look at Kevin Smith now. Like, what the fuck? This dude can make anything. I saw saw Mallrats in the theater with my entire family. I can yeah, tell- but that's a movie like that's a movie I that got paid. Like people did I can not tell like you that, that movie. I can tell you that I agree, Maddie, with what you're saying a lot. But I can tell you the first time I saw Mallrats, I liked it. It didn't take me a while to like, oh well, okay, I like that. Yeah, but that's but you you I didn't have. My, my, my dad to this day is like, that's that movie where the guy stuck his hand up his ass, started <laughs> shaking hands with people. Yeah. But, but that's like for the general public, Mallrats wasn't a movie yeah. that was like for the we general, are the no, general it, public. It bombed, you know? it bombed like crazy. Yeah. No, yeah. we are not the general public. We are knowledgeable. We are knowledgeable people in film <laughs> right, who like right. certain things. We are not the general public, my friend. Right. How many of us went and saw Transformers? Right. No one on this podcast. If we were the general public, we would have seen fucking Transformers. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I'm all just I'm saying, saying, like, we have a different saying, niche thing that we like to watch. Well, for sure. I guess, yeah. I agree with you, Paul. All I'm saying is that I do think a lot of movies suck. That's all I'm saying. Well, no, <laughs> you know, I mean, I do, I do too. If it's just like, it or if, if, like, you know, it develops a fan base later, like Boondock Saints that has a fan base, like... No, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, there's an exception to every fucking rule. Right, right. Y- you know, like, I mean, I like Boondock Saints when it came out. The last time I watched it, I was like, this movie's right. fucking me shit. Too, me too, You me know, too. Uh, I mean, yeah, I had taste, taste change. But I think, I think, you know, like, trailers are a big thing, too, because you can't really tell from trailers as much anymore, because they cut the same trailer with the shit at the front of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? The bassy sound or whatever. The best but, trailers uh, are the teasers. That's all you need. Fucking yeah, yeah. To see the yeah. fucking movie. Yeah. But I do think you get a fair amount of information from most trailers, even if they're edited badly or presented badly. And you kind of just by seeing the costume design and the way that they shot it and like the colors and stuff like that. Like, I feel like generally, like, I can tell it's going to be shitty and not in a way that's like, oh, it's kitschy, but it's like it's shitty. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, <laughs> and that's how I feel like most movies are now. I'm just like, ah, you almost had me. And it's like, ah, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. I feel like there's not a whole lot of substance in films nowadays 
Well, no one's a lot taking of interesting ideas for sure, but there's not a lot of substance. Yeah, no one's taking gambles anymore, like the '90s yeah. or '80s. Like, there's so much weird shit that came out. Like, dude, yeah. the you know, '80s were the most risk-taking. Oh my god, dude, look back no, on the '70s. Shit. Bullshit. The '70s had the best fucking horror sci-fi. Hey. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, there was good shit, but it's like, it's like, yeah, it's like, where, where, like, where's your Sentinel, fucking '77? Anyway, where, where's your fucking Cronenberg at now? Sure, you know, sure, sure, sure. '80s. I mean, yeah, '80s is like, great. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good shit that came out. Where's your John Carpenter at? Uh, I just know? don't. Like, I don't think we have that anymore. I don't think. No, we, we do. That. It's called Art. indie films, and, and like I think going there. Stranger Things is all of those yeah. things, and new. You know, but you have all these indie directors. Like, despite how I didn't care for The Void, I thought it was okay. Right. I didn't think it was that great, but it's a cool idea that you're not going to see on the big screen. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah it, that is, but is it warrant to watch? You know, just because you haven't seen something or there's not an abundance of a certain type of thing, does that mean that it should be there? Does that mean that we should like give it time? You know, like the void is not worth watching, in my opinion. No, I think reason. it is worth. I think I think I think it is worth watching. I think it's yeah. uh, some indie guys going out and being influenced by uh, stuff that they liked and they did their best job. Yeah. And I think it's for that. It's like. Yeah, man, that fucking yeah. movie is cool. Like, it's not my cup of tea. Didn't really care for the creature design. But it's, yeah, the last it's not like it was pretty dope. It's not like back in the day when like Neil Marshall made a film, and even if you didn't like it, it was still good. It was still put together well. You know, uh, Doomsday like, is not that good of a movie. So <laughs> I like Doomsday. Centurion's good. Yeah, no. it is. I'm just, I'm just, I'm like somewhat. You got to yeah. get your start somewhere. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm standing people, uh, in this in this discussion. I'm standing right next to you. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't agree 100%, but I do agree about 85 to 89%. I mean, people hit it out of the bar <laughs> ballpark on their first film. That's fucking great, dude. Yeah, yeah like fucking Dog yeah. Soldiers is fucking dope. Yeah. I'm waiting for the next one. Like, I've seen a lot of cool indie films that have never, like, had very limited runs that are great films. Like, fucking Stakeland, it's a fucking vampire movie. It's like vampire movie meets the fucking road. It's great. It's indie. No one fucking saw that movie except horror fans. And yeah. like you know, there's no outlet for that stuff. That that stuff's not being shown in the theater. Whereas I feel like yeah. probably in the '90s or in the '80s, they were just like, "Fuck yeah, throw some money at it." Sounds like a cool idea. See if we can make some money off of it. But everyone yeah. that's producing movies now, the big studios, are afraid to take gambles. Every once in a while, you'll have it. Like I was talking about, a Cure for Wellness. That's a fucking gamble. That movie should not have come out. You know, like whoever decided to be like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, I'll throw all my money at this." Gore Verbinski's got a name. That's a weird fucking movie to put out. Like, yeah. you know, like no one's taking gambles in film anymore. No one's trying to make yeah. cool that's, films. That's probably, that was probably his reward for directing those Pirates movies as many as he did. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, he was like, <laughs> like okay, like, now you cool. can finally make your thing. And he's like, okay, yeah. how about this? You know, it's like that dude in fucking Glow who wanted to make Back to the Future. He made Rango too, right? Yeah. Yeah, Rango yeah, was made great. Rango. Man, Rango was like, yeah. dude, yeah. if you like Oh Brother, you're going to like Rango. That was just so good. Yeah. The old brother yeah, I think, of fucking I th I think, uh, animated movies. I think movies. more than anything, times are just changing, and the way that people consume media is so different than it was, you know, even ten years ago than it is now. Oh, so yeah. it's like the, so, the silver so lining. Silver yeah. lining here too is that at least the internet allows for niches to survive. Yeah, that's so, what I'm saying. Some yeah, cultures can't really thrive on the internet. Yeah. So now, now at the no budget level, you're thinking about like six, three to six minute small videos that you can produce. That'll you know catch people and show a little bit of what you can do and your brand and whatever that's going to be. I mean, when I watched that Street Fighter Assassin's Fist thing, yeah. that I, when I watched it, was like, was, did they just fucking interview me in my sleep? Is this made exactly for me? 
Yeah. And it was, you know, it was like 11 minute episodes per and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. This bite size uh, modality that we're in in now, you know, due to <laughs> social media, due to our attention spans, due to the exponential growth of technology and the our, our dependency on devices or or not our dependency, but whatever you want to call it on devices is is dictating how we consume this entertainment. And anymore, that's what I'm saying all the time. Like anymore, I'm sitting for fucking more than an hour and 45 minutes. I'm like, yo, I got like shit to do. I got bills to pay. I got to go take a piss. You know what I mean? Like what am, what am I here for? Because I think on a part of it, the quality of filmmaking is dropping because they don't have, they're not taking gambles like what Maddie's saying. And, you know, they don't have the money to put into like interesting projects like a dark city or something or even a crow, you know, unless they know that it has this massive fan base and the return is going to be based on the experience of viewing that thing, whatever it is, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, it's I like that. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I said, oh, uh, oh, no, I mean, I totally agree with you. I mean, there's just like, you know, there's tons of great properties out there that I think would be great films for TV. And, yeah. Well, no, I mean, <laughs> I, the, I totally agree with you with the TV thing. Like for yeah. sure. Like I'd much rather sit down and watch eight episodes. Yeah. Or something it's better suited, it. you know, the storytelling, but anyway, go ahead. Oh yeah, I'm just like you know, I'd much rather sit there and binge ten episodes, and then sit uh, sit there and watch a three hour movie that's like so so, <laughs> you know, because right. I'm getting so much more story, I'm getting so many more effects, I'm getting you know, depending on the show, more creatures, more you know, development. I don't know. I mean, I, uh, I we're just getting too old for this shit, man. <laughs> and then I mean with. <sighs> This is such a long topic, but yet the uh, smartphones too are keeping people indoors more. People don't hang out. Like if you were if you were alone without the internet back in the day, you would you would bust your ass to see your friend. But now you don't you don't have to do that because you can just text or whatever. And people are less lo- they're I guess maybe lonely in a different way, but people are yeah. probably less lonely to some degree because of social media. So they just stay home, which could contribute to just watching Netflix or whatever. I mean, there's so many fucking factors like we're discussing in this discussion mm-hmm. right now as mm-hmm. to why, back to the original topic, why the summer summer box office is so fucking low. Yeah. Also, we didn't have that many great movies. We had a, a couple that were good, but it wasn't. Really it think didn't, it's less than usual, though. We had Planet of the Apes. You know, I mean, it didn't feel like back Planet in the day. Was pretty good. Uh, we yeah. had what else? We probably had that's at least three big ones. Yeah, I don't did know. We, maybe, how many maybe did it, other summers have? Maybe it's Despicable Me was big with the kids. Yeah, <laughs> with the <laughs> kids. <laughs> maybe it's because we're getting older or something. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm getting older, and this is just the way I feel and the way I'm perceiving this kind of thing going down. But I feel like. You know, even a few years ago, I don't know, like go back to Dark Knight when the Dark Knight came out. It was just like the anticipation for it was amazing. And it happened to be like a fucking great movie. You know, what I mean, like like, you know, now any anymore now you just kind of get what you pay for. You know, you paid the fucking 18 bucks for the IMAX or the 15 bucks for the 3D and you do get some good 3D shit. And, you know, there were some funny moments in that Guardians movie, you know, but like how truly memorable in our iconic are any of the more recent films after like the avengers you know i feel like the filmmaking isn't the same way in a, in in this aspect and what draws people to the theaters in terms of that filmmaking quality is is totally different you know i think it's i don't know you just don't get 
like it just isn't too much like it isn't you know yeah either yeah that's one point is like it might be an oversaturation of things because i remember back when men in black came out it was like the biggest shit before it even came out the commercials the toys the tie-ins and everything and then going to see it and it was pretty good you know it was good i think better than most movies out these days I don't know. That's that's maybe a bold statement that I can't stand behind. But <laughs> I do remember Men in Black being like, oh, or like Fifth Element. Like, oh, the other thing is too, Men in Black had the song as well, which was like, yeah. like you hear it. And back then they had TRL, and you were watching TRL. You know, it's just the things that were floating around you. Now we don't have quite as many squawk boxes yelling at us. We just have this isolated experience that we're channeling this media through, and that's how we dictate what we're going to see, where we're going to go, and blah blah blah. Okay, so let's let's talk about this real quick then. What are the solutions to having a better box office? Whoa. How do we solve this problem, guys? Uh, right. Let's not answer anything, and you come email us. Because <laughs> uh, we have the solutions, but we're not giving one. it to you. <clears throat> How about movies yeah. that aren't shit? <laughs> have a have a budget moratorium or a budget a budget cap or something like you have to make movies like but they want to make money that's what it is they want to but make then, but money. then like there's the other thing too where you got transformers and fast and the furious that they're definitely shit but everybody goes and sees these fucking pieces of shit yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess like for for probably for that type of audience, like they got that niche locked in. You know, people went to see both those shitty turtles movies. People went to go see all that Transformers and you know Fast and the Furious, which you know I don't know if that's any much better or less or whatever. But it's you know those audiences are taken care of, and I think the biggest audience right now is the geek audience with comic book movies, but you're missing out on like, like women don't give a shit about movies, you know, that don't really know about comic books or watch too many TV shows, you know, like, I mean, not to generalize, but like dudes probably don't either. You know, if they're like lifestyle isn't pointing towards comic book movies. I think also it depends on if it's a female lead too. I think, I think that's a huge thing that people, Like one Wonder Woman opened that conversation up a little it bit. Did. And, yeah, yeah. And it's there, gotta be really lead in Star Wars as well. Yeah. I mean, it's just Yeah. You know, I think that the more movies they make with female leads, girls are gonna get yeah. into it a little bit think, more. Yeah, I think the bubble has to burst somehow, you know, like cause the geeks will always have their things, you know. But I don't know, like like what does it say about the American public as a whole, or like the movie going world public, movie going audience around the world. Um, you know, because like movies like old, like crime movies aren't very popular now. If you tried to make a Western right now, it's not going to do very good. You know what I mean? Like you really only have these certain types of films, and anything else is kind of like special interest, like a director you follow or an actor that you like. Another you know, conspiracy like, theory kind of thing that I was thinking too was like, have superhero movies eaten up the comedy genre? Because you go, <laughs> yeah. if you go see Guardians of the Galaxy, that's arguably the funniest fucking movie this whole year. Mm-hmm. But, but then again, no one. I mean, no one. There's no not been like a huge hangover type of hit comedy in yeah. so fucking long. So I, I, I just again tinfoil hat time. But I just wonder: are is Marvel eating up the comedy genre? I think just major comedies just suck now. It's like yeah. I'd much rather just watch a comedy television show like Silicon Valley or yeah. Oh yeah, trying to appeal, appeal to a broad audience, you know, and just like those audiences are splintered now into niche 
audiences. Silicon Valley 2 having a fucking Satanist character, dude, <laughs> could never be in the theater, bro. <laughs> Not to invoke the Nazarene, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so funny. Dude. And, and I think a lot of good like comedies are like indie stuff, you know, for the yeah. most part. It's yeah. like some of the best stuff coming out in like, uh, you know, I think in horror and comedy or indie yeah. films, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. and they're not getting like the big sick did not get distributed in my hometown guaranteed yeah. you know like people aren't seeing these movies because you know or seeing even like i mean i think one time i went home and i was like oh yeah we'll be able to see this like bigger movie it's only been out for like a week went there was only open that one for that weekend and then they pushed it out to get whatever the newest big budget yeah. shit was which i think that has something to do with it like a lot of these towns that make up you know, a, a part of this because like, yeah, LA makes up or Chicago makes up or New York makes up a big percentage of this. But you also got to think of all these small towns and these yeah, cities that are going to see movies. And like, you know, they want to go. A lot of these people who live in these smaller towns have families. So they're just going to go with their kids to see Transformers. Because why not? Yeah. You can take your kids to see that shit. Yeah, exactly. Or yeah. a Marvel movie. We know what that's like. Let's go see that. It's kind of like, you know what you're going to be getting. You're not going to be yeah. wasting your money because you kind of know what you're going to get already. Which is yeah, kind of good and good and bad, maybe. Yeah. And I think with more information out there with the internet and stuff, you know, maybe people aren't seeing <laughs> movies because they're reading about it and just being, oh, that does not sound like something yeah. that I want to see. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's fucking... I'm, I don't know. It doesn't bother me. If the yeah. theater... It would suck if, like, there were no more theaters or, like, they kind of went the way of, like, drive-ins. Like, you can't go to a drive-in because, like, hardly any exist. Yeah. Which kind of sucks because it's a fun My experience. mom's town, that's their, their movie theater is a drive-in. They just had Wonder Woman for, like, two weeks. It's crazy. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Dude, but speaking of, this is a box office discussion, right? Wonder Woman's about to overtake uh, Civil War's box office. Oh, wow. That's like good. This, this weekend, I think. Yeah. Like, I it think, is a huge, think, yeah. huge hit. I think it's, it, in, in, any, in any case, it's kind of exciting, you know, to see the way that the market is fluctuating for, you know, cinemas and movie going and everything like that in movies. But it's kind of nice to, maybe it'll stir things up and we'll get better not necessarily like better or worse or whatever, but we'll, like what Maddie's saying, like different kinds of things. Maybe studios will start taking gambles because they're losing so much money, you know, but it seems a lot of trend following um, goes on. I think but, we're, we, we might maybe see... It's, maybe it's sort like, of fresh new take on something, you know. You guys know how... Um, I, I, I've always been thinking this too. You know how Nirvana killed 80s glam metal and 80s rock in general? Yeah. One one band destroyed a decade before. I wonder if there's going to be some indie movie that comes along and destroys everything like Nirvana did that came before it. Just like a, it ushers in a whole new wave of shit that just comes that blindsides. It's like comes out of nowhere. I don't know what kind of movie it would be, but I think that would be interesting to see happen. I just think there's too much. Like you're you can access so much now. You can have. <clears throat> It's going to be hard for someone to do that just because, I mean. People are locked in their own niches or too much well, already. I mean, you just like, I don't think there's ever going to be anything like the grunge movement. Like with Nirvana starting it, but there were other bands that like, I mean, Pearl Jam's big. I mean, Pearl Jam's still around, dude. Like, but yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. know, but like, I don't think there's ever going to be anything in music anyway that's going to do that again. 
that's just going to kind of come out of nowhere and just take over the fucking airwaves like that. You know, like, and I don't know if there's ever going to be another movie to do that. I feel like the last time I had any hope was Avatar. Humanity's But done. I don't like Avatar. <laughs> so, you know, I just, I just don't think it's like possible now to like have that one genre of thing. People are, I don't, it's a different time, man. It is a different time than when we were growing up. Yeah, true. Because everything's so accessible. Oh, I like this kind of metal. I only want to listen to it. You can search that type of metal or that type of rock or that type of funk or whatever the fuck you're into. And you can just listen to that all day long. Everything you ever would want to know about a genre. But before it was just like someone handing you a mixtape or like, oh, I heard this cool rock song on the radio. You know, like. You'd wait for radio radio again. Yeah. We're very centrally focused on on like web-based or internet-based media and interactions. This this is also a tangent here, but this conversation reminded me of it. Uh, When I... When I go home and we're all in the car together, or at least a, a portion of my family, at least, like if somebody has a song on the radio, like the driver, and the and the other pre- people don't like the song, they put on their headphones. Like nobody yeah. can sit through three minutes of anything <laughs> they don't like, <laughs> yeah, at all. Like I, I hate to be it. Like I know I'm the big brother and everything, but it's just like, can't you just suffer, <laughs> suffer yeah. for three minutes? At least we'll be together. You know what I mean? But you're going off in some other land now. And, not, and you're, not anymore, bro. That's why we're all creating uh, these overarching universes because we're, we're trying to mentally create our own children that we can control and <laughs> be together with. Or like, like okay, uh, some other people I know, um, like if, if, if people, if they, they'll be watching a TV show and if one person doesn't like that TV show, They'll go and watch it in the other room or watch the, another show that they want to watch in their room. Like nobody will watch the same fucking show anymore. Nobody can stand 30 fucking minutes yeah. just to be together. Like like the act of being together, no one gives a fuck anymore about is what it feels like. It really feels like that sometimes. And it's because like even South Park, South Park talked about this a little bit. They were like, there was one episode about how the living room is changing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was an amazing episode. South Park sometimes they hit on these really deep things, mm-hmm. and that's one of the one of the reasons why I really like that show. It's not just shit humor. I love South Park. So, um, <clears throat> I, it's just it's gonna be more and more and more and more of that. I think, which I'm kind of um, until we all have our own little drone apartments floating in the sky, <laughs> yeah, far away from anyone. <laughs> Anyway, thanks. I mean, thanks yeah. for indulging me with that tangent. Hell yeah, it was a good discussion. There is one thing. If you guys want to talk for just a little bit longer, I do have one topic that I think was interesting. Go ahead. Um, that they're saying that the Matt Reeves Batman trilogy or whatever he's working on will not be a part of the DCEU. Okay, what so that wasn't that? that wasn't the DC News segment. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. Yeah, basically you said it. Um, th- there's a new report saying that it's going to oh, be a standalone movie. Uh, it's like DC just can't get their shit together. And as this, right. this, Joker, <laughs> this Joker movie also, it's going to be outside right. of the DCEU. Oh what my the, God. What the They're fuck are they doing? Fucking, they are fucking. I mean, well, you know what? They okay, know that so, people, that no matter what it is, they know that people are going to give them money for it. So they're like, all right, your strategy is not, you know, compete with Marvel, whatever. We're making flicks here. We need to make money. So. Stefan, my thoughts on this is because you wanted to bring it up, right? This 
I think it's it's a mess. I've been a, I've been a DC fan for a long time. Look at Cape and Cowl. It's all DC characters. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm a big fan of DC, but they everybody knows this. The whole internet knows it. They can't get their shit together. And I've been so hopeful for the longest time. I was thinking, well, Justice League, they're going to get it together. Wonder Woman, that was great. They're going they're on the upward trajectory. And then all this news comes out. It's like, what's go, what's going on, guys? What the fuck? What is this? Okay, maybe it's going to be a standalone movie because they're going to cast a younger Batman. It's going to be a prequel, mm-hmm. and 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 it'll it'll be without Ben Affleck, but it'll still technically be a part of the DCEU. It's just before all the DCEU stuff mm-hmm. is happening. Maybe mm-hmm. they can swing it that way. And also the Joker movie with Corsese producing. Maybe that <laughs> maybe that will be. It's an origin story. They say so. Maybe it can still be canon, but it's just before all this shit happened. How old is he? A hundred now. <laughs> Dude, have to do I don't know. But what were you about to say, Manny? Oh, I just want to say, I thought there was like a conversation that Stefan might have started about how he didn't like stuff being so contained or in a universe. And I think we all, and I was like, oh, I'm a, whatever. I'm okay with it. I, this yeah. is fine. I have no issue. If Matt Reeves wants to make a trilogy and he's like, fuck DCEU, I don't give a shit because I'm a fucking phenomenal director and a fucking writer. Yeah, fuck yeah, give me that shit because I don't need everything to be I don't need to see fucking Ezra Miller's fucking Flash show up in every fucking movie. (laughs) I don't give a shit. I want to see a good fucking Batman movie. And if that is a trilogy, then great. If they recast the Flash, fucking great. Millions of actors can play these roles. Don't got any issue with it. Just let Matt Reeves make the fucking movie he wants to make. Because if if you have to trap him into this stupid fucking universe that DC has created, then it's going to be a shit movie. And that's going to fucking suck because we know this guy can make great fucking solid flicks. And we're just complaining about the box office not being good. This could be one of the fucking reasons because they're trapped inside these fucking producers being like, it has to follow these rules and that rule and you can't do this. And what if the fans get upset about this because it's not this Batman and it's not that like, who gives a fuck, man? This character's been around for fucking ever. Let anyone do whatever the fuck they want with it. It's kind of why I like Gotham a little bit because they basically go, fuck you to all the Batman <laughs> shit and do what they want. And it's kind of cool to see. Yeah. I don't agree with everything they're doing in it because like, it's still, I'm still a stickler because I like, like Batman's shit. So yeah. I know what, when it's wrong, but I liked it. Someone was like, you know what? Fuck it. There's all this other Batman shit. Like, why don't we just do this different do some, do something kind of crazy. Like they're putting the young Bruce Wayne into a weird Batman suit. Now, fuck yes. Would I love to see young Batman? Why the fuck not, man? We've not seen it before. He's always been like a fucking 30, 40 year old guy. True. Why the fuck not? Um, also, the thing I'm just going to touch on this real quick, get through my rant. Um, also, why the fuck not? Di- DiCaprio is fucking Joker. Who gives a fuck? Let Scorsese make a fucking Joker movie. I'd watch that shit. Wolf of Wall Street meets <laughs> his character in Django Unchained. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, that sounds fucking great. <laughs> yeah. I'm not I'm not saying I wouldn't no, watch I'm any not, of them. No, I'm just I, saying it's just like these standalone movies. Yeah, like I don't care. I'll go see any fucking Joker movie yeah. that's made. I think that's it's how they should have done it. Suicide Squad. I'll yeah. give you that. Like that idea of Scorsese producing with DiCaprio as Joker sounds ten times better than what Suicide Squad was. <laughs> yeah, I, I, my original point with you, I think what you were touching on is like I'm not into like, or I don't think it's necessary to have big overarching universes that connect and blah blah blah. So I don't give a fuck what happens with the DCEU. Second, I think that this, the Batman movie standalone, if that's what it's going to be, I'm totally for it. It needs the funnest part about Batman movies, I think, over the last couple decades is how they reinvent certain things. And that's fun. You know, like we see the origin story a lot, but we also see a lot more. 
Um, I just, but it does, it does make it very, it does seem like Warner Brothers doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. And they, you know, they don't really care either because they'll put something out and people will pay money to see it just because like what Maddie's saying, like it has these iconic characters to it. It doesn't really matter, you know, like it could be a good thing that maybe these movies turn out good. I think Leonardo DiCaprio would make a fucking crazy awesome Joker. But it all this news, the way it's been coming out back and forth, Ben Affleck's in, Ben Affleck's out. This isn't that. Seems like typical movie stuff, but it does just make it seem like Warner Brothers and DC are not clicking very well. I mean, well. I, don't, I don't think they should fall. Like, everyone's like, I think I even said, like, they should follow the Marvel thing. But if, like, what they want to do is just make these standalone fucking trilogies or films and fucking do it, man. Marvel's yeah. not doing it. Yeah. So why don't well, we it, just do the opposite? Yeah. Well, it used to be like, it used to be like your favorite character is now on screen for one movie and maybe a sequel, you know? And then later it was like, now your favorite character is in a trilogy. And that was the thing for a long while. And then Marvel came in and revolution. Well, what would you say? They changed everything by doing the episodic connected films and stuff like that. And that's just a behemoth. It's like, I think DC right now is like, why try and compete with that? That's their thing. We can still make money. We can do our thing with the characters that we own. And it's, it, it's like it's 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 a good strategy i think especially like being like all right matt reeves you want to make a batman movie make a batman movie um but they're just switching up the plan kind of they're switching it up stream it looks like though yeah it's it's all too public it's midstream because justice league hasn't even come out yet and these movies are not even in production yet they're just like rumor slash talk slash this might be a good idea so you know it's like it just it's so schizophrenic but it's kind if, of entertaining to to watch the whole thing and if they make if they make good movies they standalone movies fine mm-hmm. if, i get it if they need and also if Mark they, if they need that, he's old as fuck true <laughs> but if if they need to do if they need to make a standalone to make a better movie more power to him in in reeves i trust a hundred percent yeah uh it's just I've had a lot of fun with the interconnectedness of the Marvel universe. And when yeah. it all comes into a head with Avengers three and four, it's like game of Thrones style in a sense, like yeah. these characters you've been following for a long time. Some major ones going to die, you know, and maybe, inevitably, maybe so, so I think it's going to, I think that kind of adds to it and we haven't seen it before. And also mm-hmm. it, it echoes the comic book movies that they come from the comic books that they come from because mm-hmm. all the, co- the comic books themselves are, are a universe too that all yeah. interconnect so to have that to have that be echoed in movies is just fun to me. Yeah. I've really enjoyed that. But at the same time, if they just can't do it, if they can't hack yeah. it, fine. Let's just do standalone. Fuck it. Yeah. I don't care. Maybe. But it's just also the fact that they they supposedly had this plan, and it's like, are you going to stick to it? Are you going to throw it away? You got you got Aquaman in yeah. production, and you got Justice yeah. League about to come out. One Woman's interconnected, and you're going to do a sequel to that one. So. Is it just going to be thrown to the fucking wayside here? It's just, it's just kind of like, what's going on? I mean, maybe, what, maybe like, the bubble's bursting, the interconnectedness. Maybe I mean, that's the bubble that's bursting. Well, I mean, it's just like comic books, guys. I mean, like, there's a Justice League comic, and then there's a Batman comic, and then there's a fucking Superman comic, and they're like, yeah, they can come together, or they can be their own separate things. They're drawn by different people with different, or written by different people with other ideas. So, like, yeah, I want to see if Matt Reeves, if this is his comic book version of Matt Man, his standalone, yeah, fuck yeah, man. I'm fucking down. I don't oh, yeah. if, he, if he feels that's the best, if that's the, the best film he can make as a standalone, if he feels that in his heart of hearts, then yeah. 100%. I'm not arguing against that. Fuck the DCEU if that's how we feel. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
Yeah. I mean, I it's fine. It. It's just like, I get it. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's a, I don't know. I feel like it's a different kind of filmmaking that we haven't seen in a while or like the movies that like, yeah, let's just try these other, these other universes, like these, yeah. el- these other world stories or whatever, you know, um, which I'm totally fine with, man. Like I just, anthology like, type of tales. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. I'm like, yeah, I'm super excited for justice league. There's always going to be a fucking justice league movie from here on out, despite how this one turns out. You I would know, like Aquaman with the certain actors playing these characters. But, you know, if they decided like in a couple of years to make a new Wonder Woman movie with a different director and they chose a different Wonder Woman, I wouldn't have any problem. And then the year after that, Gal Gadot comes back as fucking Wonder Woman in the Justice League. Fuck yeah. Why not? I don't give a shit. I want to watch every actor that's possible to play these fucking characters. Sure. You know, if, it's inter- if it's interesting, like who knows who the fuck Matt Reeves is going to cast as Batman. It could be someone you're like, no. And then they fucking blow it out of the water. Like, you know, I don't know. Said, I, in that know. in that George Miller script, she was fighting Minotaurs. <laughs> I mean, I, I wish it would have been. I, I want and, George Miller's fucking <laughs> Justice League, man. I want to see that Martian Manhunter. You know, I want it. He the, the timing was just bad on that shit, man. If that came, they should let him do that eventually. That was that's. It just sounds like that was an amazing script. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I think it's done. I don't think the film that he would have made would ever get made today. I think it was a very specific time period and we've missed it. You know, we're, we're probably going to see some version of it this November anyway. I'm sure they, yeah, use, I'm sure. they use elements of that. Yeah. Hopefully the Minotaurs. Sure. Dude. Mm. I mean, there's, Give there's me elements, there's elements, of Man, yeah. there's elements of Man of Steel that uh, was a script that Kevin Smith wrote yeah. uh, years and years ago. Uh, and they, they the put the snare beast. They put some of that in the fucking Man of Steel. So it's just, yeah, whatever makes it through the pipeline in these scripts, man. My yeah. one thing is like good for good for Matt Reeves on the Batman, but Warner Brothers, where the fuck is your head at? And the the Joker origin before Leonardo DiCaprio or Scorsese was like mentioned, just like we're gonna do a Joker origin film. It felt like some Suicide Squad shit. So then I was just like, they really are just like fucking. They'll try anything. <laughs> well, Scorsese doing it is pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, that could be cool. I mean, and Leto Joker, I think, was a victim of his own s- script. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, I feel like director Leto, as we all know, he would have gone the fucking hundredth mile. You know, he he would have done done whatever to make a good Joker. I think yeah, it's just yeah. his circumstances sucked. He, he was a good casting. Over. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I agree. God, he got fucked over. And Leo would be a fucking... I mean, I've always seen shades of Jack Nicholson and Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely interesting to see where things are going. I'm not opposed to either. I'm going to see Justice League, um, and I'm going to see Matt Reeves' Batman for sure, but it's just like... When they cast, interesting because I think the Marvel, Marvel, Disney, they have their way of doing things, and I think they've kind of phalanxed their way of maintaining that because we'll still go watch those connected movies but also you know maybe dc you can or dc warner brothers can do something totally different in order to compete rather than doing the same thing i think that's kind of the transition they're going through yeah i was just gonna say like as soon as like the rumor that dicaprio could be playing the joker i immediately went (laughs) i've only seen like half of wolf of wall street but there were some like crazy scenes in that movie i love that and i was like and then and then I thought immediately of those scenes I've seen, like when he's like fucking out of his mind on Coke. Yeah. And then I thought his villain in Django Unchained. 
Like when he would do oh, that yeah. smile, I was like, fucking the best yeah. casting for a joke. The dude's good. a powerhouse actor. Always like anytime I see DiCaprio anything, it, like I've never seen a movie. I'm like, he's doing a pretty fucking terrible job. He's he's raining that. Like he just phoned that in. Yeah. Like everything, like I mean, he gets to choose his movies too because Leonardo DiCaprio. But he's never done a sequel. Leo yeah, you know, never done a sequel. Well, I mean, that's well, what the fuck does that mean? Neither is Daniel Day Lewis. Quick so. in the Dead yeah. too. Like, Quick in the Dead too. Quick in the Dead too. Please watch that <laughs> shit. But he's dead in that, so he couldn't do yeah. it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, his, his papa kills him. It's a great movie, by the way. Sam Raimi did yeah. that. Yeah. Oh shit. It's a good one. Russell Crowe. He should have. Yeah, yeah, man. I want a story, a standalone movie about Russell Crowe's character being a preacher, yeah. and because you meet him like halfway, Vince like at the, yeah, like at the like end of his journey. Oh, I don't know. Sorry, that's a tangent, but I love that fucking movie. <laughs> side other tangent. I'm a fan of Russell Crowe. I like his work. Um, yeah. Other tangent. Back to what we were talking about. Kind of. What was I going to say? Oh fuck, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, he should have won the Oscar for Wolf of Wall Street, yes. not Revenant. As much as I love Revenant, yes. Wall Street was a better performance and a Yes. Better movie. Agree. I mean, just had That's one movie I could actually go back and watch over and over and over. Also, kind of a that, dark, the Oscar would still have power anyway. It's a dark comedy too. Like that movie is funny yeah. as hell, dude. <laughs> yeah. That movie is funnier than most actual comedies. Yeah, it's really good. Anyway. Moby Dick, who's what's Moby Dick? Read the book, motherfucker. <laughs> Some line like that. So yeah. good, man. But I was really well, interested to see it's what just, you guys David. thought about the Hellboy controversy thing. Oh that? yeah, that's a whole other deal. Uh, oh, that that actor left. The actor left because of he was an Asian actor. He mm-hmm. wasn't an Asian actor, but the character he was playing was a half Asian, mm-hmm. and the actor left because he's like, dude, like, why couldn't you just hire like a half Asian? actor i I don't know any any fucking working actor wouldn't fucking just drop a job over some shit like that i get it but that seems suspect i don't know i don't know you have ghost in the shell that just kind of bombed because of maybe the actor doesn't yeah possibly that and it's he also now is like a hero to the asian american community uh by the way this is ed scrine we're talking about he was uh ajax the villain in uh deadpool yeah. So also in Game of Thrones. Oh, well, he, for a minute. Yeah. I forgot he, he was played in Dario. Yeah, he played Darius the first. The first. Oh, one. that's right, didn't he? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. And then he went to anyway, do the transporter movie, which was probably not a good move. <laughs> probably I think stayed at Game of. So on this topic, I think that um, this is probably a good move overall, man. I mean, oh, we're, I po- we're we're living in a post-death note. A world in a post Ghost in the Shell world, and can we throw some Asian Americans a bone here? Yeah, I mean, the guy, that. the guy's written as a fucking was he half Japanese in the comic? Yeah, Mike Something, Mo, everybody yeah. hire Mike Mo. The I mean Ryu. Oh yeah, yeah, him. Yeah, he'd be great. Um, I mean, can you imagine? Like, I don't know, man. Like, like the Japanese making. A western and then they ta- i don't know it's hard to it's hard to think of an analog for this but like make like if they had like a japanese billy the kid or something right as a cowboy sure, why not that'd be dope <laughs> yeah i'd watch that shit <laughs> it'd be kind of weird actually kind of cool anyway it's kind of like <laughs> i don't know anyway the, mean, the source material is what it is so there there you I, go i mean remakes are done all over i mean there's like yeah a, a bollywood version of fight club 
There's also like yeah, yeah, yeah. the the there's an Asian version of Blood Simple by the Coen Brothers. I want to um, see that shit. Yeah, I've never seen it either. But like remakes fucking happen, and I just bringing up the Death Note thing again. Like, when is it okay to adapt? You know, yeah. because there are three Death Note live action movies starring Asian actors. There's a there's a comic book and there's a fucking anime. You know, like I get it. Like that movie was not good. I'm not I'm not condoning that like but if they actually made a good death note, would it be a different story? Plus, like does does every single thing that Japan produces, does it does it have to be an, an Asian actor that does it? I mean Well, Elle's played by a black guy. Right. No one's talking about that or that casting. It's more so that the whitewashing. And I was like, you have like the but the like I get there is whitewashing in it. I'm not saying that there's not. I'm not trying to distract from that. But there's also a character that is Asian, but they cast a black person to play it, which I thought was great. And it's he was right. thoroughly underutilized in that fucking movie. Like that dude's a better actor than the fucking screen time he got. And it's a fucking travesty. It's it's but, it's a very his, it's a very interesting topic too, because when you look back at Ghost in the Shell, you look at Bateau, he pretty much looked white in the original source material. Mm-hmm. So that particular character wasn't really whitewashed because he was white to begin with. But then you got the main character whose name is Kusanagi, Major Kusanagi, that's totally Japanese. It's set in Neo-Tokyo. And I think the idea of Ghost in the Shell is in the future, Japan is more and more mixed, so there's more white people and shit. There's only a few now, but as we go forward, that's the progression. But at the same time, the main character is Asian. So, like I, I posted about this before and everything, but I, yeah, I kind of I kind of have to side with Asian Americans on this. It it probably needed to be Rinko Kikuchi from P- Pacific Rim or somebody like that. No, yeah, to, to lead. Yeah, um, could they have gotten investors because of the inherent sort of racism in America? If they cast Rinko Kikuchi, probably not. So again, if you wear your producer's hat, that sucks. It's a it's a chicken and the egg thing, right? Um, Scarlett Johansson. Johansson's going to bring in. Johansson's going to bring in more investors, which yeah, it's a whole other fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it sucks. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but the more at the same time, the more and more people see Asians on screen that aren't doing kung fu, the right. the 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 more I, I guess accepting the American audience will be to this. Because there's also like I guess you could say kind of like we passive racism. I don't know how you'd say it. It's soft racism where you kind of you're going to uh what do you call it? Um relate to the race that you are and with America being still to this day around 70% white. Mm-hmm. Um, those kinds of like that kind of like Scarlett Johansson bringing in more people to the, to the theater possibly is related to that fact. But I think at the same time, the more and more Asian Americans get a break, I think they can break through that to some degree. I would like to think anyway, am I crazy thinking this? Okay. I mean, Stefan, you're the only minority in this conversation, so <laughs> it would be helpful. I don't know. But yeah, a, par- a part of it, I think there's like a, a regional kind of like, you know, it's just like you're kind of 
you say America is like 70% white, you know what I mean? You're going to kind of, you're going to kind of gear towards your white audience like, or, or not. It's not even that it's about like relatable characters and what characters are relatable in white America, as opposed to like Japan or fucking, you know, anywhere else. So there's a fair amount of like, that's just kind of how it is, <laughs> you know, it's like, unless, unless you're, unless everybody in America, that 70% of white audience members is also into like art flicks, you know, that's usually a smaller percentage of even that community or that group of people mixed in with all the other groups of people. So if you're talking about money and like, you know, like the, the broadest audience for the most uh, amount of profit coming back in, then, then yeah, your investors are going to look at whether or not your actor or whatever is just bankable. And in the States, you just don't have, we don't have that cultural kind of like pipeline. We don't have that cultural like bloodline running through the United States that is as multicultural. Multicultural doesn't just mean like you're 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 living next to somebody or you're acquainted with somebody, but it's like you have an understanding of their cultural significance in the world. And we just don't see that in a lot of of films, partly because the market dictates the direction that that's going to go in, you know, and a lot of times when you get a lot of multicultural stuff in films, it's like mad cheesy, like everybody's got to hold hands and kiss and shit, <laughs> you know, but a great multicultural film uh, of the world is probably um, attack the block. You know, it takes, it makes, it makes you engaged in the cultural significance of those characters in like the slums and their cockney speech, even to the point where you have to watch it with subtitles, you know what I mean? But it's still there. And it's like one of these like, you know, kind of like blockbuster type of films, you know, like an alien invasion film that 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 the crux of its entire, um, you know, like the crux of the entire film is 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 the, the community that these these kids live in. It's the surroundings that they're in, like everything else is allegory or metaphor for the type of lives that somebody who might relate to that story lives. <laughs> so. You know, there's just, yeah, there's not a whole lot of it. And, and it sucks for actors who can't, you know, break out in like these lead roles and stuff like that. But it's probably, they'd probably be more significant in a smaller community that's niche, that embraces those type of things and, and makes those type of films from within rather than hoping that Hollywood's going to do it because Hollywood, bar none, it's going to be about the dollar. And it's an unfortunate side effect uh, based on probably the majority of like white audience members in the country that that's just not the movie they're going to go see you know it's, <laughs> it's like just... like the amount of white people that have seen um, yeah, Tyler, Tyler Perry and, movies like and, that's that's, a, that's yeah. an example right there like... <laughs> and you can't hate on white people for that you know what i mean cuz cuz really when we go to the movies we're trying to find aspects of ourselves in these characters that's what makes them compelling you know what i mean that's why like you know, like Luke, this, this, this thing is too big for me. I can't do it. You know, it's like persevering through your own life's challenges, blah, blah. And those things transcend race and culture as well, especially in science fiction, because it's, you can make it up, but in, in, in different types of films, especially films like Blade Runner or Ghost in the Shell, where it's a smaller scope and the emphasis is on culture. Why not, why not siphon more of the Japanese cultural aspects into that? You know, it's, it's the market, you know, they, they probably could have, but they wouldn't have those flashy visuals if they did.
but it would have probably been a better movie if they so, did. You know? I know like, it's a CG heavy movie. So yeah, back in the day, it, you know, yeah. you would make a Punisher movie. It wouldn't have nothing to do with the comic book <clears throat> tropes so much as much as I love that stuff and making them recognizable. But that's my argument towards the large budget films. But back in the day, Dolph Lundgren Punisher, you know, it's not a great film, but you took it for what it was. And it was like just barely scratching the surface of that comic book stuff. But and I don't know if I kind of t- I don't know if I answered anything, but that's my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of good topics today, man. Holy shit! I think so, man. We just I, can, can I pose one hitters. more question? Yes. <laughs> All right. So you know, Force Friday just happened. Lots of toys coming out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lots of new Star Wars stuff. What do you guys think about it? Because I, I'm seeing some character designs. I don't want to see till I see the movie, or at least the trailer. Yeah, they kind of just throw it out there. (laughs) And it's very upsetting that we've seen like the guards for Snoke, what Snoke's going to be wearing. Yeah. Um, and some other characters that we haven't seen like even talk yet, or say any dialogue. And it kind of it kind of irks me that like these toys get to like come out and like kind of ruin. Like, I mean, not that they're ruining the uh, the experience of like seeing Mm. the film or whatever, but it's like, man, you know. I'd have really liked to have just waited to see Snoke and fucking golden robes on the screen. Right. Yeah. Cause now I kind of know what's happening. I yeah. like, I know what he's going to look like. And I mean, maybe he'll do a costume change or something, but it's like some of Luke's outfits have already been like, you know, I was looking at pop figures today. Maybe it's my fault for going and looking, but you know, it's on the internet. How can you, you know, but I just, I, I wonder if that ruins, I wonder if it's going to ruin it. I was kind of, I was looking at all these toys today and I was like, man, I wish I didn't know half of this because I see costumes. I see, I see people being battled da- like with battle damage versions of themselves, and I'm like, yeah, I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, it's like I want to know, but it's like now yeah. I kind of have some kind of inkling that's gonna what's gonna happen to Poe Dameron. Yeah. So. Yeah, toy companies are notorious for being the ones that spoil things about movies. It was it was Lucas's formula. That's how like maybe not spoilers necessarily, but like you know, kind of releasing these things a little bit before to generate buzz. Um, but yeah, with toys now, they like, they don't give a fuck. They're like, cause it's more about like, look at how dope this toy is. And for a lot of toy fans slash movie fans, it's probably enticing. Like, Oh my God. Like, you know, like that thing, but there is a fair amount of spoilerage going through. I think the Praetorian guards look fucking amazing. I don't mind that. Those I are the them. red ones. Yeah. They look fucking mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait to see them in motion. It's like four Darth Mauls or something, but <laughs> but I, I do take a little bit of umbrage, uh, as does Maddie, I think, with seeing like Snoke and the golden robes in his throne. Like it doesn't give away too much of the story or whatever, but it's like it's pretty significant look that we're getting to see prior mm-hmm. to no, having any context. And toys, yeah, like you're saying, Andrew, just like fucking super notorious for being like, especially now. And like, because you used to just be able to see them in catalogs and be like, oh, I want that. And like, you yeah, know, they're just trying to sell toys, and most people wouldn't really know. But with the internet age, it's like, yo, these photos of these toys came out. Check out what fucking, you know. I just feel like it's. I mean, <laughs> I just feel like it's so early. Like you couldn't have just released this after the movie, yeah. or and I mean, I, mean, I know isn't that, it, like December's coming up. I mean, they're we're gonna about, we're about to hit the onslaught, but yeah. But I mean, like if this movie would have came out in the summer, like it was supposed to, like maybe this would have worked better. Like they could have had the movie then the toys. But it's like yeah. once you get it around the holiday season, it's like they got to drop toys early so kids can make those with those wish lists, you know. So kind of yeah. get that too. But like <laughs> the, the the thing that I did, like I think that bugged me is with Snoke in particular and his guard. Well, maybe not so much the guards because we don't really know if they have any kind of if they say anything or not. Um, 
But uh, it was just like, because the only time we've seen Snoke is during a hologram, these huge yeah. holograms. True. And it's like he has a throne room, which kind of gives you some scale perspective to what he, how big he could be or how small he could be. I'm not ruining anything for anyone who's like, but like that kind of bugs me. And then the fact that it's like golden robes, because like, like, is he Sith? Like Sith wouldn't wear that. Like, what does that mean? It gets my brain thinking. And I don't want to yeah. have these questions till I start watching the movie. Yeah. Stephen's it's definitely what not I'm saying. Sith. <laughs> no, yeah, I know. Like, yeah, and it's not that I'm like, mm. yeah, and that bugs you. me. That's that's what bugs me. Like this, this could be like a story thing that I'm already like having thoughts about, and I want to have these thoughts after I watch the movie or during the movie. You know, yeah, I don't yeah. want to like go in with preconceived notes. Like that's it. Oh my god, fucking, I love Star Wars. I think everybody knows how much we yeah. all love Star Wars here <laughs> on this podcast. But it's like I feel like it's might have ruined, like didn't ruin the movie, but maybe a particular character I was really looking forward to finding out more about. And that's what bugs me about it. Like, I almost bought the pop figure today, but then I found out it was an actual bobblehead, and I was like, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need no bobblehead in my collection. It's like, why can't I yeah. just have, like, all the other pop figures? But Bold statement, I'm fucking over bobbleheads. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, <laughs> Andrew's like, hold the phone. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Not really a bobblehead guy either. You guys not into the bobble? <laughs> no, no, I don't but, really care about that. And I mean, like... <laughs> I just I feel like this is a figure they could have held off on. Maybe, you know, yeah. like, do we really need a Snoke figure right now? Like, I, yeah. I know people are interested in his character, but he's like, yeah. you know, for the most part, the most mystery surrounding this character yeah. to me. In 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 all likelihood, it's the fandom that leaked that not not leaked those, but like I mean, the company released a certain amount, but it's like a lot of those toy blogs and stuff hunt out photos and catalogs and stuff of releases from conventions and things and and they, they get those photos or whatever or hasbro they're just like that's what we want to do yeah i don't know it kind of bugged me i was wondering what you guys yeah. thought just because i like, was Fuck! like I I actually, gold robes so my thing here is i haven't even seen snoke in the robes i i, I guess it's just hasn't popped up on my feet anywhere i'm maybe i subscribing to less star wars news than than you guys are but i have seen the red what are they called praetorian yeah the red guards um and they look really badass um but i think i've seen a lot less than you guys mm -hmm. uh so maybe not everybody is seeing all these things but definitely a lot of star wars fans are and this is just another way they can advertise before the movie comes out uh, you don't yeah, need I mean, to advertise Star Wars. It, it's fucking Star Wars. It sucks, but I think that it's just not going to go away, man. They're just going to do this every time. Just got to learn how to put on the filters. Well, I mean, the thing is, it's like I follow that fucking uh, that fucking uh, the action figure thing. Stefan was like invited us to or whatever, and I was like, oh, yeah. oh cool. And then it's like they're there, and I'm like. But it's like I don't think there was anything released for for like like the Force. Uh, oh God, the Force Awakens. Fuck, totally forget the name of that. Um, yeah. It's just like I don't like no Snoke figure was released, and I know that we know he exists. But the whole thing was, it's like when that movie ends, we know he's a fucking hologram. It's like you didn't have to release this. I think this figure in particular bugs me the most because I've seen all other photos of like Rose and these other characters and like the Porgs and like and that doesn't bug me. But I feel like there's so much mystery surrounding Snoke. To see him in those gold robes is almost like, so he's not Sith, and I know this now. Or the Sith is changing to something different, which bugs the shit out of me. 
because this is like probably something that's going to be revealed and I'll already have an idea about it. And someone who doesn't like read every little tidbit about the four, like I try to stay so far away from this. It's like, if I go to GameStop, I'm seeing fucking Snoke. If I go to, you know, a fucking Target, I'm going to walk by a fucking Star Wars display. Like, you know, people are going to see it and it bugs me. And like, I just like, you had to release this character now. You couldn't have waited until the fucking movie came out. Cause like, I kind of want the figure but do I want it? How bad is he? He's a really bad guy. Do I really want a bad guy figure in my collection? I don't know. <laughs> you don't but, get any bad guys, man. Yeah, I get bad guys. I got, I got a, I got a pop, uh, harpy, uh, sons of the harpy figure. There. Oh yeah. 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 I remember you sent that. And I have like a weeping angel and stuff. And I guess the, and the Demogorgon. So like I get bad guys. It's just like, I don't know. I just didn't want to have, cause like literally to this point, like this is what I thought about the porks. Oh, they're cute as fuck. They're like these new creatures and in it and they're like adorable as fuck. Um, but I guess they play some big part in the movie. I don't really know, but that's it. But like Snoke with the golden robes, that's a lot. You can read a lot into that. And I don't want to read into shit is what I'm saying. I don't. Right. I want to go into The Last Jedi. Mind clear, clear of all thoughts. Show me, Ryan Johnson, what you has, you know, but I can't now because I know that he wears fucking gold robes and it upsets me. But maybe it's Fair. a disguise. Like I'm, th- I'm thinking too much about it right now. I'm thinking way too much about this. And it, it only shows you how much my love for Star Wars and how deep it goes. It's like Game of yes. Thrones. Star Wars and Game of Thrones are like the same for me. I just love having theories. I love thinking about like what what could be. And I don't mm-hmm. want that right now. Because, like, as we are getting closer to December, it is still too far away. Because I want, because yes. I want the wars now. I want it right now. I want the wars all the time. The wars. <laughs> you know what? I went to a whole costume exhibit, and they did show stuff from Force Awakens, but they didn't put any new shit in there. Mm. It's all old shit. <laughs> and the, the weird thing, I just want to talk about this. So I go to this costume exhibit, which was cool. It's great. Concept art's fucking dope. I posted some of it on the Super House Facebook page. Posted some on my Instagram. Really cool. Love seeing that shit all day long. Um, but I feel like I took the audio tour because I used to sell those, so I kind of just buy them when I go places if they're slightly <laughs> interesting. Um, but I was listening, and it seemed like they were trying to justify the prequels every time I listened to something. And I was like, but these movies are bad. You can't justify this. <laughs> these movies are bad. But like everything was like uh, some kind of like, well, in the prequels, we were trying to do this because it went back to this. It was just really funny. I was like, you're trying to justify the prequels to me. Everybody knows their shit. Costumes are cool. <laughs> Obi-Wan was good. Yeah. I'd watch <laughs> that movie. Thanks for listening to episode 86, you guys. This is a fucking crazy episode. We went pretty deep on these topics. It went deeper and longer and harder than we were anticipating so uh check us out uh on patreon and whatnot and send us that bitcoin this is andrew signing off this is maddie goodbye and this is stefan signing off this is stefan from the Superhouse podcast be sure to check us out on patreon on facebook twitter instagram and any other godforsaken social media outlet that we that we should be floating on. We are basically on all social media. Yeah, all social media. Mainly Facebook and Twitter and Patreon. Check out the links in the description. We have a lot of uh, cool goals uh, set up on our Patreon. Like if you donate a dollar, you'll be able to uh, give us 
uh, topic for us to talk about. And that's we'll talk dope. about for maybe an hour or more. Who knows yeah. how long it'll take. And that's pretty tight. <laughs> that's the coolest thing. <laughs> Wait, we're on the internet? That's pretty good. <laughs> and don't... we can make money. <laughs> what? <laughs> if you donate $1,000, you get full frontal nudes. We haven't set that up, but it's a possibility. You give us a grant, who knows what will happen. Check us out. I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> you get to go on a date with one of us for $10,000. <laughs> but you pay for everything. <laughs> you get to have your way with Maddie for $20,000. I'll give you a joey for a weekend. <laughs> For $30,000, we'll help you hide a body. Check out our Patreon. <laughs> Superhouse Gigolo Project 2017. <laughs> Links in the description. <laughs>